Welcome, welcome, welcome to the John of All Trades podcast, episode 134. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. Where the fuck have you been, John X? Seriously, where have you been? This is a solo app, and the reason is I have been out of commission for, good God, how long now? How long has it been since I put up a new show? Almost a month? Good God, unplanned hiatus. Not fun, not exactly the way I wanted to capitalize on winning that Westward Best of Denver award. Right? You win an award, you want to come out strong, you want to have good shows. I had a great run of shows there for a while. And now nothing. Silence. Why? Pain. I can tell you that. Pain. And what happened was my sister-in-law came out to visit, who is a lovely person and someone I adore, and we had a great time together. And on the Saturday she was out here, I went to pick up my baby out of her crib. I woke up that morning, my back hurt all day, which is nothing new. I mean, I have parent, I, I have parents. I do have parents, but I have children and I wake up every morning feeling like I play in the NFL. That's parenting. You're always bending over and picking and lifting and twisting and doing all sorts of stuff. And it's not good for your back. Parenting is very hard on the body. I'm not sure if the American Medical Association has come out against parenting, recommending against it, but they probably should because the toll it takes on your body is incredible and very, very painful. So dealt with pain all day. That was fine. And my wife, my sister-in-law and my oldest daughter all went out. They were doing something. And so I went to get my youngest daughter out of her crib, and I felt something click or pop or whatever. And all of a sudden, it was just pain. It was nothing but pain. And uh went to bed that night, borrowed some drugs from my wife that were left over from her knee surgery. I know that's probably frowned upon. I don't care. I was in a lot of pain. Woke up the next morning, and it was like a 100 times worse. I was in just extreme, exquisite amounts of pain. So went to the urgent care. And when I say pain, I mean, it's kind of centered in my lower back, but it ended up shooting down my sciatic nerve. So I had pain down the back of both legs. And what I liken it to is if someone who was really strong, think like world's strongest man. Remember on ESPN2 when they used to air those like at all hours of the day and it would be like Lou Ferrigno and Bill Kazmaier and, you know, all these just huge mountains of men, you know, throwing kegs over the wall and towing, I don't know, fucking tractor trailers behind them and stuff. If someone like that, Magnus Samuelson, Magnus Ver Magnuson, were grabbing onto your sciatic nerves and pulling on them and squeezing them as hard as they possibly could, and it felt like they were trying to remove them from your body with their bare hands. That's what it felt like. So... I had to get the walker out, and nothing will make you feel like you're 100 years old more than using a walker, and went to the urgent care. And when it comes to sciatic pain, one of the tests they give you is you lay on your back, and you keep your legs straight, and then you see how much you can raise them. 
Well, I could raise them maybe three, four inches off the table without just blinding pain. So it gave me some Percocet and some muscle relaxers. And I mean, that helped deal with the pain a little bit. Then they prescribed me some prednisone. So, you know, steroids and, uh, that helped a little bit. I mean, I, over time it helped. I could get up and walk a little bit and I can tell you, when you have pain like this, there's nothing more frightening than when you have to go to the bathroom because a, you got to walk there and B you either got to sit down or stand up. And both those things at the time were just brutally painful, just blisteringly painful. And, uh, basically kept me confined to my bed for about a week. Like I literally couldn't do anything, uh, except lay there and wait for the drugs to kick in and then hopefully sleep. So it was a nightmare. A, because it was painful. B, I run my own business, and so I couldn't pay attention to that like I wanted to. And C, uh, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old and a ten-month-old, and, and that is a shitload of work. Just an ungodly amount of work. And so my wife had to pick up all the slack. So, Kristen, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it, how much I adore you, how much I thank you for doing this. And... My gratitude runs wide and deep. I cannot tell you how much it means to me that you picked up literally all the slack. My mother-in-law came in town the next weekend. Uh, she's a lovely person as well. You know, we had all this fun stuff planned and we couldn't do any of it. So uh, frustrating on a number of levels. Well, sometime during that week, the pain changed a little bit. I still had it in my sciatic nerves, but my right foot went numb. Couldn't feel it. Uh, have some numbness extending up into my shin area. That you don't notice as much because, I mean, who, who the fuck is dicking with their shin uh, on a regular basis? It's more in the foot. And so not being able to feel your foot is unnerving. Pardon the pun. It's, uh, it's very unsettling. But thankfully, swelling had gone down. I started scheduling some physical therapy. I did physical therapy with uh, this group called Manual Therapy Associates uh, a number of years ago, and they were terrific, so I called them up. Naturally, none of this is covered by insurance, which is just aces. I, You know, that's pretty thrilling, um, getting to pay it out of pocket. So another benefit to this whole ordeal as well. But I've been going to that. They give me some exercises to do, and slowly but surely, it has been getting better. I have this thing that I now wear on my leg, on my right leg, it like attaches mid shin and my heel sits in the back of it. And when I was walking, I have what's called like drop foot. And so I wasn't getting a heel strike when I was walking. And this helps me like get my heel to touch the ground when I walk, which is better. And it, it helps it hurt less. I'm walking normally when you walk fucked up like that, when basically I'm just planting on the balls of my foot, Someone told me I had to go to this public meeting for one of my clients uh, at this county commission hearing. And uh, one of my associates said, you're walking with a pimp limp. Well, okay, I'm not 50 cent. I am been shot nine times. So I do walk with a limp, but, you know, it's not really cool. It's just sort of annoying and painful. And I can't stand for very long. I can't walk very much. Uh, most of my day is spent sitting, which if you know me, and if you've known me for the last two years when I have my own business, I'm on the go constantly. I love being on the go. And I'm a better parent when I can be on the go. I am like, 
by an order of, call it three, a better parent when we can go outside and we can play and we can walk around. Like, I could spend all day at a playground. I love climbing up stuff and jumping and running and playing. And with a a two-and-a-half-year-old, that's essential. Too much time in the house, they start to lose their minds. And it's counterintuitive. Like, it seems like when you see parents out at restaurants and the kids are unruly or whatever, it's like, why don't you just stay home? Well, yeah, okay, asshole. Until you have kids of your own, you have no idea. It's better being out. It's easier being out. And... If you let kids rise to the occasion, they generally will. So my inability to do that is just existentially frustrating. And I think the underrated thing about pain, if there is something underrated about pain, it's the toll it takes on you mentally. It's the number it does on your psyche. Because there is so much depression that goes into not being able to move like you want to or move like you've previously been able to. And it is just so goddamn frustrating. Seriously, that, I mean, pain is one thing. And I I read this thing that Drew McGarry did. Drew McGarry is one of my favorite writers. He writes for Deadspin and GQ. And I've read, I think, three of his books. The Hike, which is excellent, which I cannot recommend highly enough. Uh, Someone Could Get Hurt. It's a parenting memoir. And then the post-mortal. The post-mortal is an awesome sci-fi book. But he's gone through a number of back surgeries, so he knows back pain. And one of the things he said is pain is your body's way of telling your brain that something is wrong. And to that end, pain is a thought. And that thought is very isolating. It's very lonely. It's very depressing, dispiriting. And it's wholly unique. Whenever someone's going through pain, yeah, you can empathize to a certain extent, but you're suffering alone. And no matter how much you try to convey your pain, no matter what kind of metaphor or analogy that you come up with for it, like the strong man trying to rip my sciatic nerves out of the back of my legs with with his bare hands, it's still wholly your own. It's literally, you're, you're just there inside your own head going... God damn it, my leg fucking hurts. And that sucks. And I'm unhappy about it. And the fact that I'm unhappy about it is making me more unhappy. So that's what's been going on with me. Um, to the end that the rehab exercises have helped, I'm happy to do them. I mean, they're painful and they suck. And, you know, they take time out of your day. Not that much time, but it feels like time. I mean... I think I've said this before, but the thing that gives me panic attacks more than anything, especially professionally, is the idea that my time is not my own, which is why I really like working for myself and which is why I kind of thrive during grad school. Because, yeah, while you're never sort of away from work, while you're always kind of thinking about it, the choice is yours and it propels me to work harder because I know at the end of it, I'm not sitting in some office inside a fucking 25 story filing cabinet, just waiting for someone to tell me what to do or what I can't do. It's like, okay, you finish all this work. The rest of the day is yours. You know, you can either, uh, explore new things. You can chase new clients. You can work on the podcast. You can find new guests. You can live your life. However you see fit, spend more time with your kids, you know, go explore a new brewery. And so, Rehab to that extent 
is sort of like, okay, now I'm obligated to do these things five times a day. But my thought is, do you fucking want to get better or not? And I had this conversation with my physical therapist. I'm like, look, it reminds me of this line from Jerry Maguire when Rod Tidwell gets that shitty offer from the Cardinals near the beginning of the movie. And, you know, he and Jerry are trying to figure out what to do. And he says to Jerry, he's like, look, Jerry, you're my agent. If you tell me to eat lima beans, I'll eat lima beans. That's what I said to my physical therapist. And that's what I've said to every doctor I've ever had when my health is at stake. If you tell me to do something, I will fucking do it because I trust you. You're a professional. I will take your counsel. And tangentially, that's one of the things that annoys me about dealing with clients too. There are times where you're like, look, this is what's going to be best for your business. This is, in my estimation, as a professional, the right move to make. They're like, eh, yeah, I don't know. Let's do this instead. And you go, well, God damn it. Why did you even hire me? Like, why am I here? You know, if, if you were going to do whatever you were going to do anyway, save some money and just let me go. But I'm giving you my best counsel. My doctor is giving me their best counsel. So it's like, why not do it? You know, why not put in the effort and do everything you can to get better? So I've been doing that. It also reminds me, you remember those old commercials for like when you have a herpes outbreak and this company, I can't even remember, Valtrex or something was like, who has time to take a pill five times a day? It's like, really, asshole? You have herpes. Do you want to like not have a herpes outbreak? I'm sure having a herpes outbreak, I wouldn't know. I've never had herpes and I don't plan on it. But it's like, that seems like something that's probably unpleasant. And this pill, you have to take it five times a day, but it means you're not dealing with herpes symptoms anymore? Why the fuck aren't you doing it? Okay, great. Valtrex, one pill a day. That's helpful. But seriously, if I had to take fucking ten pills a day, I would probably do it. If it meant I didn't have herpes anymore. To that end, if you're going to tell me that doing these weird exercises where I'm just, you know, flexing my foot and extending it ten times... If I have to do that five times a day, fucking A right, I'm going to do it. I mean, for God's sakes, I want to feel my foot again. I want to live a normal life. I want to walk normally. I want to not be in pain when I pick up my child. So I've been doing the exercises. They're getting better. And I don't know. We're getting close. But with regard to this show, my entire life has suffered as a result of just dealing with this pain. You know, I'm not the parent I want to be. The house is not clean like it should be or like it normally is. And I haven't been able to pay attention to my clients the way I would normally like either. And that pays the bills. I mean, granted, I love doing this show and I would love to make it my life. But something is going to fall off, right? I mean, you can't do it all. You can only do what you can do. And so this recording that I'm doing right now is just by way of explanation. And it's an apology. You know, I aim to bring you great content and I haven't been able to do that for the last month. I even have a show in the can that I haven't had the time or energy to edit and compile and put together. It's a great show too. It's folks that I love and I'm hoping to put that up next week. Uh, I don't know if I will or not. Honestly, uh, I have to go on the road next week. Uh, granted, I say that like it's an obligation and part of me feels like it is just because I'm not a hundred percent. And it's like, I'm going to go on vacation when I haven't been able to do all these things that I want to do. 
and that I need to do and that my life sort of depends on and yet I'm going to leave. But you know what? I've already paid for everything. So, uh, I'm going now. I don't know when this show is going to be back full time. I have been thinking about it and I can't say for certain. And that bums me the hell out. It bums me the hell out. Uh, I had a Mother's Day episode planned. Uh, I was going to talk to a friend of mine who is a mother. I'm still going to do that show, even though sort of the the hook for it was it's Mother's Day. Pay some love to your moms. Um, We will get to it. I don't know when. And I don't know when I'm going to be back full time. So for now, this is the show that you get. It's me basically just venting about my pain. And for anyone who's ever experienced pain or someone who is currently going through pain, I keep thinking about the Patrick Sheridan episode and uh, how he's fighting pancreatic cancer. And as bad as the pain in my legs has been, and as much as my foot hurts and as much as my back is fucked up, I still don't know pain. Patrick knows pain and he's fighting currently. And so the fact that that dude has fought for months, I mean, it's been one month for me. He's been going through pain that I can't even imagine for months. I don't know how he keeps his spirits up. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. He's an amazing man. And you know what? My thoughts are with him. And if you haven't given money to his GoFundMe to help fund his treatments, if Patrick has touched your life in any way or... I mean, shit, if you've gotten anything from his story from this, from his episode of this show, give some money to him, give some money so he can keep fighting so he can overcome this pain. And so he can do the things that he wants to do and he can put this in his past because in my own very small way, I know how much it sucks. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know, but, uh, on a personal note, we were sort of, uh, stuck in the house this weekend and I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about this, but we're going through potty training too. And grace, my little rock star Sloan, my, my adorable baby, also a rock star. They've been doing great. I mean, grace has really taken to it. We have a method. Uh, we read a book and, I feel like I should give that woman some more money because her potty training method has been fantastic. And naturally I don't have it off the top of my head. I'll put it in the companion blog post, but it's spectacular. She's doing great. I'm so proud of her and Sloan. I mean, my apologies, you know, you're getting kind of the short end of the stick right now because your sister's taking all the, all the energy, all the attention. But, uh, don't worry. We're there for you. We love you very much. And uh, it's weird going through potty training because all of a sudden it's like another box is checked and she's just getting bigger and getting older. And people say time flies. And sure enough, it does. But it flies in a very pronounced way when you're watching someone grow up and go through the earliest stages of life. And you're going, I can't believe that 
we're actually teaching you to use a toilet and that at some point we all used, we, we all had to learn how to use a toilet. We had to learn how to do that. It's mystifying to me. It's amazing. And, uh, I don't know. A lot of emotions, a lot going on. Um, so I guess I'll tell you this, whatever you're going through, keep going, keep pushing. Uh, it could always be worse. And, uh, I keep thinking of that rise against song, uh, audience of one. It's one of my favorite songs. And there's a line that says, we're all okay until the day we're not. And one day I went to just pick up my baby out of her crib and all of a sudden I was not okay. I was not okay. And I'm finally getting back to a place where I think I'm getting okay. And that's weird. So take care of yourselves and uh, we'll be back with new shows soon. I can't wait to bring them to you. All right. I can't think of anything else, so let's play the outro. Joan of All Trades podcast is brought to you by 4 Degrees, number 4, D-E-G-R-E.es. It's a one-stop shop for everything you need to do on the web. If you're conducting a campaign, if you're trying to reach consumers, if you're trying to bolster your presence, 4 Degrees is the place for you. They will put together a campaign, a website, uh, an advertising package that will reach the people you need it to reach and do it in a very cost-effective way. They're my sponsor. I adore them. The number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. John of All Trades Podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Deft is on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. We're on the social media, J-O-A-T pod on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and Pinterest. New episode previews go up on Mondays on Facebook only. That's the only place you can get a heads up on shows that are coming. I don't know when the next one's coming, but... I can tell you, it'll be announced on Monday on Facebook. So like that Facebook page, you'll get the heads up about the John Ball Trades podcast. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening. I adore you. And uh, we'll see you when we see you. And until then, say goodnight, Gracie. That's good, Johnny.